The truth is out there. But these two goofballs aren't likely to find it. You're listening to Half Cut Conspiracies. Was it you that I was having this conversation about the the term alternative facts? Like there there are no alternative facts. There's facts and then there's like opinions. Mm-hmm. Anything that is doesn't fall within the actual fact of whatever you're talking about, right? But that's, is that is opinion. a term yeah. that has been coined. I know. Uh, by yeah, the I get Trump that. Administration. It's, it's frustrating. It's like that... your your Internet of Things, like, <laughs> right? Right. You know, frustration. It's like no, there is no alternative facts. Yeah. yeah. There's just everyone facts has and a right to their own opinion. Yeah. Not everyone has the right to their own facts. Just there because you don't facts. like it doesn't mean you can right. change and the truth about it. Hey. Hey. How are you doing? Oh. Welcome to uh, yeah yeah. Today, God. He came in the other end. Freaks me time. out. Nobody comes or, in over Actually, there, but... today it's a she. Oh, she oh, came oh, in oh, from oh, the other end because women can also enjoy conspiracy theories. That's a good point. Yes. Have a seat. Grab a drink. And let's talk about. No, before we do that. Fuck that. We before do, we do that, we do have to talk yes. a little bit. Shut up, strange guest. We are going to talk about something else about first. About the social media conspiracy of the day. Uh, uh, this this showed up in my feed. I think yesterday. Um, apparently, apparently, there are uh, Chinese troops lining up along the Canadian border, mm-hmm. waiting to invade the U.S. Mm-hmm. You've heard this. No, that's not a conspiracy. That's a fact. Okay, all right. Okay. <laughs> no, um, I, I haven't heard. This is new. What? Yeah, apparently apparently the, the Chinese military is lining up uh, on the border waiting to invade the U.S. Um, and I think it's because this bearded guy in a truck said so. What? I saw this, this video of a, of a guy uh, in his truck. Yeah. I don't know why there are so many YouTube videos about like guys just spewing just shit in their, in their vehicle. Trucks. Yeah. But yeah, he was driving through somewhere and uh and he encountered a bunch of like military vehicles. And he went up to like the military guy and he's like, Hey, are you guys in the military? And he's like, Yes, sir. Uh and then he's like, Are you guys like secret soldiers or something? And, <laughs> As they're in their uniforms, I don't know, I don't know, yeah, I don't know, I don't know. in military truck. Are you secret? What? No, what? no, 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 no. Don't, don't, don't. Like, this is my my memory's bad here. So, like, it's my fault if I get this wrong. Don't blame the fucking stupid that guy, guy that was that just guy, doing he, a civic he's, duty. He's, of he's very wrong about a lot of things. Chinese but military authority. My, my failings here are not his fault. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> um, and they're like, well, I can't say. It's like, are you guys going up north? He's like, yeah. Apparently, up north means he's going to Maine, and uh, and then apparently Maine means that there's like a bunch of Chinese on the border waiting to invade. Now here's the thing. Apparently, oh wait, oh, hold on. Okay, so that guy was in the states talking to American. Yes. Oh, I thought this was a Canadian that went ran into some Chinese military people. Okay, now your story makes it. That's why I was like, <laughs> this is a fucked up weird okay. already. But okay, so he's an American. Goes to the border and sees some American yeah. military now, people. Now, it's worth okay. noting that apparently he didn't bother taking pictures of any of these military vehicles. No, why would you? That's, why would yeah, you? Exactly. He's too busy at too the time busy. trying to interview them. Um, although, as a as a former journalist, I would say that this is bad citizen journalism. <laughs> um, always take pictures. Always document what you find, guys. But 
apparently these 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 Chinese troops are from I guess there was a point where where Canada was going to be training Chinese troops in Canada. This is a true thing. Okay. But we're not anymore. So there's no no reason like it was just we're not doing I mean unless unless you saw Chinese troops or is that because like did covid stop that? Well, I don't know. I think or was this I years it, ago. No, well, that's a good question. And now I'm feeling like I should know more about this. Todd, you too. need to do your homework on these five-minute segments pieces. That um, <laughs> as I understand it, there was there was uh, there was going to be an agreement to like train Chinese soldiers in Canada. Uh, some people were like, we shouldn't do that. Some other people were like, yeah, we should. And ultimately, we decided we weren't going to do that. And so we're not doing that. Makes sense. Checks out. All right. Yeah. But apparently, we are doing that. Oh. This is what the people who aren't the Canadian government say. And Yeah, the government wouldn't admit to it. Exactly. Obviously. They wouldn't admit to it. So here's my call. Here's, here's what I'm asking for. Is if you on your day-to-day routine in Canada happen to see the Chinese military, take a picture of them and send it to halfcutconspiracies at gmail.com. Is that is that it for you? That's, it. That's <laughs> okay. all I got. All right. So we so there's no photos of a Chinese military that is at our border. Nope. There's just some dude in a truck that interviewed an American soldier. Yeah, and apparently there was uh, there the, uh, fifty thousand Chinese um, soldiers were killed in an explosion. In, like recently? Yeah. Oh wow. Well. Like like just like last there's week. There's a lot of stuff you're talking about right now that I. But it's it's I think they they're claiming it was an earthquake. Yeah. Well, like a lot of stuff that you've just mentioned. Well, a lot. Two things that you just mentioned um, kind of tie into the topic today. What is our topic today, Carl? Well, today we are talking about Area 51. Why are we talking about Area 51? Because last week we talked about Roswell, which yes. is basically the birthplace of area of area alien <laughs> conspiracies. And it's funny, like, listen to that podcast to, I guess, get a better understanding of why it's the birthplace. I don't know. If not, here's a quick recap. People... Previously on. Yeah, previously on Half Cut. uh, Aliens landed in Roswell, and then people said that they brought the aliens to Area 51. Now you're caught up. (laughs) But no, Here's the funny thing, though. Area 51 didn't exist in 1947. No, it did not. Okay, so we're we're just diving right into it. The area that is 51 did exist. That's true, yeah. Um, it was land. It wasn't just randomly invented. <laughs> it wasn't a vacuum in <laughs> no, space. No, it did right. exist. Um, however, that whole area was like farmland. It was yeah. all... There was, I think, uh, most of it was like farmland, agricultural, whatever, all that stuff. And then the government did take it over at a certain time. And 1955. Uh, was it 55? Yeah. Perfect. I'm glad. Yes, there we go. Um, and I, my favorite part about that story um, is, the, I can't remember who it was, but there was a, a, a dude in the CIA who was over overseeing the, the U-2 spy plane program. Mm-hmm. And they were looking for, I, I guess, a place where they could like work on testing these YouTube spy planes. YouTube. YouTube. Mm-hmm. <laughs> YouTube. No, no, no. Bono's spy Bono. plane. Bono. Yeah. On YouTube. Um, yeah. And, and they were flying over this area, and he saw it. Uh, and was just like, yes, that's perfect. Salt Lake City. Yeah. Uh, and, but like, 
He literally like, called up the government and was like, make this part of our like ownership parcel or land parcels. And it just reminded me of this whole like the you know in the in medieval ages, like some king <laughs> sitting in his throne. I want that <laughs> land. Yes. Looking out and like, who owns that land? <laughs> yes. It's mine now. <laughs> Give them a goat and tell them to leave. Yes. Um, okay, but uh, uh, you say 55 that they took over. Yeah. I have notes that say in 55 they extended the airspace restrictions there because they had already owned it. So, And that's 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 possible. Yeah, I, I so little... I think, okay, in, in my research, I have found out that the CIA owned that land okay. before it was actually owned by the American military or, like, the military force. Um and the CIA, of course, being big on flipping houses. Yes, they, you know, whatever. Let's, let's sit on this land. We'll make some money. On it. No, so the CIA owned it. Who knows what they did on it? It wasn't a big thing at the time. Um, they owned it. And then the government ended up taking over that area. And in part because it was the perfect land type i guess because it was like salt lakes it was all flat they could yeah do, yes it was the, they the, could do like testing it was like, yeah, on totally speed it was like stuff. a natural um airport like a, runway yeah. yeah yeah so so they kind of took over in 55 and uh well i don't know when they took over actually uh oh no no, no i do 55. have uh, no 55. i do have so oh my gosh as i read these notes um so oh, it was it was originally a nuclear test site in 1940 the government took over the land and they called it Area 51. And Wait, sorry, 1940? 1940, yeah. Uh, I think I'm wrong. No, no, no. I, I researched right. this a little bit. So, Because it was it was owned by the government before, like by the CIA. They were using it for whatever random space. It was like warehouses or something. Uh, and then in, in, the four, in 1940, the government took it over, and they basically used it for nuclear testing because it was it was like far enough away. And this was, I think, in the time of the um, like when they were competing against Russia for yeah, well, yeah, the, totally. the the nuclear yeah. bombs and stuff. And even in interviews that I was listening to, they were able to justify a lot of the stuff that they did there that happened later on because it had been a nuclear test site back in the day. So any like random explosions or any right. loud sounds were easily brushed off as like oh no, no no they're just testing new you know like new whatever warfare stuff right in this random area but in the 40s they they took over it and they ended up calling it uh area 51 because the different like land parcels yeah that or whatever. Was, that was and that kind of yeah. yeah that kind of ties into um the agricultural yeah. farmland stuff and so it was it was just the area 51 like whatever block 51 or something but it was at one point referred to or were called paradise ranch isn't paradise ranch the stripper like no that's whatever? the bunny ranch oh okay all right <laughs> which is also near nevada it is yeah uh, uh, but it was okay. called paradise ranch and shortened to the ranch uh the idea was that it would it would be more uh, appealing when trying to recruit employees mm. to come and work there would you rather work at Area 51 or Paradise Ranch? And I stopped halfway to... yeah, through that I, I, because I realized that now like, yeah. Area 51 is more enticing. But back then... Yeah, back then when nobody knew about it. Yeah, yeah. I'd want to be like, oh, Paradise Ranch. Yeah, Sweet. Totally. That sounds cool. It's okay. also, speaking oh, of oh. nuclear tests, though, I want to say, too, that there's, um, there's a bar in uh, Las Vegas that I would like to go to that I have not been to yet where... Uh, it's it's all of their stuff is very focused on like the nuclear testing because that was the bar where people would go to mm. at the time 
when they were doing the nuclear tests in the Nevada deserts, and they would go up on the roof, and and they would have their drinks on the roof and watch what? as these nuclear explosions went off in the distance. I, I don't know. It's like a, a mind-boggling piece of history that we that was something that people would do recreationally. Another place that we need to record a podcast. Totally. Episode. Yeah. Totally. I think that'd be cool. Anyways, I have World War II underlined on this sheet. So, mm, so it must be important. That must have been when they took over, like when they kind of started using that area for the testing. I must have heard that somewhere. For people who live under a rock, uh, Area 51 is less than 100 miles away from Nevada. On Google Earth, it shows up as an airstrip. And it's about 60 square miles of just space that's like airstrip and bunkers. So you can tell that there's something there, but it's only recently since other companies, you know, have put satellites in space that can take photos of Earth. Before that, they scrubbed the shit out of that area and it was impossible to find. So um, I think that kind of... Uh, if World War II was around 1940s, that kind of goes to the reasoning why they would have owned that land well, and that's in the, thing, the 40s. Like, uh, it seems that if you're subscribing to the U.S. government's claims about what Area 51 is all about, it was about building spy planes, building and testing spy planes. And so in the midst of the Cold War, you probably don't want to let your arch nemesis know what you're trying to do to spy on them. So we've got this Area 51 that around 55, some random things start happening to make this space more interesting to the conspiracy theorists. Before that, maybe things were happening around there, but it wasn't really documented that it was very interesting. So in 55, I have a note here that they extended the airspace uh, restrictions around that land. Yeah, it, it, and yeah, I think yeah, yeah. that that goes in part to their spy planes, um, yeah, their spy planes explanation. Yeah. And then in 1958, there's a public land order that basically removed that area from the map. Mm-hmm. So like it, I guess it just showed up as just random desert space. So this was before Google Earth where I guess it was easy for the government to just wipe Erase things yeah. from existence. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So you couldn't go on Google and, you know, pan around the world to see what's happening because they owned all the satellites right. and yeah. they could just wipe it out. So in 58, uh, you basically couldn't find anything on a printed map of that, or after 58, you couldn't find anything on a printed map until other companies like... I don't know, Tesla or whoever's putting satellites in space. Maps.com. Yeah, maps. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Now you can find it. You can see it. Uh, although you can't really see much of it. It just looks like airspaces and, or air um, strips and bunkers. And, and it's likely because there's not a lot to see there. And then in... Oh, okay. And then I have an... Okay, so I... <laughs> It's all it's all coming back all to me as I to as you. I read these as you read your notes. So it was originally a CIA installation, and then around 1970, it transferred over to the Air Force. So I don't know. I guess CIA was doing shit from 55. Yeah, onward. well, CIA was the ones uh, involved in the spy plane stuff, right? Oh, really? Okay. So then, they the yeah. The so they were the ones that were doing yeah. that, and then in 1970s, it was uh, transferred over to the Air Force. I don't know a lot about the, the history of spy planes. But I did remember, like, reading this uh, while I was researching 
Area 51. The Uchi spy plane was like meant to like fly in and like do spy shit. But there was this huge issue in like I think 1960 where one of the U-2 spy planes, when it was flying over Russia, got shot down. Yes. Yeah. Yep. And um, or not shot down, it crashed, maybe. I don't know. No, I think they did they did okay. take it down. Yeah. Um which forced the US to admit that they were spying. But which also led the US to like go to the military or the Air Force, whatever, and say, make me a ship that can't be shot down. <laughs> Why wasn't yeah. that originally on your agenda? Well, because if nobody knows that it's there, then it's like you don't have to worry about it being shot well, down. Technically, but so you right, can like, save on that. It's like not getting the warranty on something because you're like, this won't break down, right? right? Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, it's yeah. immune to breaking the US down. But then when it breaks the down, US you're like, government give me warranty get the on the next warranty one. on yeah. the U two spy plane. Yeah. Um. So that yeah, that's a a good point because. They say that they use that area to develop new spy plane technology, and they had something, the U-2 spy plane, spy plane for the longest time that uh, was, well, for a time, that was working really well because nobody knew about it. And then what happened was the uh, Russians ended up shooting it down, and now they had all this technology mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that they could reverse engineer, and learn what the u.s has now and so they could now have it so yeah. now they needed that space and they they created some new technology in there and before we get into like the crazy i guess this is kind of a, a conspiracy in it but before we get into like any of the deep conspiracy stuff the reason why things are so secretive there in interviews um coming from employees who say they work there the workers were interrogated at gunpoint to see if they were spies. So this was a, uh, wow. yeah, like if you were an employee, that was one of the tactics that that happened um, was that they would basically interrogate you at gunpoint to make, before you even started working there, to make sure that you weren't a spy. So moving forward, obviously you were afraid that I- like, shit, if I say anything... I'll probably die. And I can see that being something that would happen. And and this is something that if... Uh, I didn't find anything saying that these workers were alleged workers, but they were workers of that yeah, you yeah, know yeah. place, you know, working at the whatever Area 51 was at the time. So I could definitely see like, yeah, okay, your employer interrogates you with gunpoint. You're not going to go to the media and say... <laughs> whatever you're not even gonna like think about unionizing yeah exactly so i could see that that's why they were able to keep the you take an extra five minutes on your lunch hour yeah exactly (laughs) once gunpoint is involved oh crap i gotta take a poo but (laughs) But my 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 poo o'clock it's ending um so i'm just gonna crap my pants it's better than being shot in the head oh my god I'd rather my co-workers hate me than my employers shoot me. Oh boy, um, it's Stinky John. Here comes Stinky John. Oh my god. Anyways, then back to um, the the condition, the working conditions of that area. They also said, like, if you weren't working on anything that was, like, outside, let's say the, the U-2 spy plane or Project Oxcart, you would have to go into your office space and do your your work inside they would close the blinds and you weren't allowed to see anything so they wouldn't bring out any prototypes until 
anyone who wasn't working on that specific prototype was out of the area. So basically, if you didn't have any part in that specific project, you didn't know about it. I mentioned Project Oxcart, and um, it was... Well, that was, the, that was like the code name of the UT spy plane, right? That, no, 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 no. That was the one after the spy plane. It was the SR-71 Blackbird. Oh, oh okay, you're right. Yeah, I'm sorry. And, and it was so secret, we don't even know how much money was spent on developing that. And there's yeah. certain things that happen now where it's like such a top secret level government project for spy shit that they dump so much money into it, but we don't know how much has actually gone into and it. So and I let understand me just say that, that if the current U.S. government needs like some like black budget stuff that they can spend on people investigating things... Blah 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 media. Exactly. <laughs> oh, what no. Patreon.com slash blah blah blah. You media. can you can uh, slide a couple of billion dollars our way. We'll uh we'll figure it out. We'll even settle for just like five hundred a month. Yeah, totally. Right? So yeah, that kind of goes to show you how secretive this you know, the CIA moving into Area 51 from the government was. Like, they were very strict on who knew what and what was released, I guess, to the public. Yeah. Like, nothing, basically. Okay, in our last episode, we kind of, we talked about how there was a, a large chunk of time that, you know, something happened in Roswell, and then the government was like, no, 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 it wasn't anything. People believed what the government said. Because that was a thing at the time. You just trusted the government. Yep. They were there to look after you, so it was fine. And it wasn't really until 1985 when there was a, a radio broadcast on KLAS where a Bob Lazar... No, 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 we got to stop for a sec. Oh, but we need to talk about a beer oh, that yes. has been gifted to us by one of our fine listeners. Ooh, yes, before it gets warm. Even well, though it's <laughs> described as warm, smooth, and suspicious. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, Carla, tell us, I don't know who, who, who gifted this to um, us. So I don't know if uh, if my coworker wants their name released on here, so I'm not okay, going to say, say the just name. Just come up but, with a fake name for them. Uh, Dennis. Dennis. Because that will probably come up later in the podcast. Podcast, but Dennis uh, from my office uh, gifted me a well gifted us yeah. a beer that is in it's unlabeled can <laughs> and so they printed out their own label and it's called warm smooth and suspicious from none of your business brewing company. I haven't drank it yet, but this this is a oh, super great beer. Good, this yeah. is the kind of shit I'm down for. Hot damn. Oh, yeah. Oh, this good. is good. That's good. I need more wow. of this. So, thank you. Thank you. And um, Thanks for listening. Yeah. Let's go back to Bob Lazar, because that's yeah. where... It, and you were nodding that you... I had heard his name. Oh, that's about it. Okay, so Bob Lazar, I guess, did an interview. I didn't hear well, the no, interview he's, he's kind of the big. He's kind of a big name in the Area 51 conspiracy. Um, he's also apparently made up a lot of his credentials. He just kind of invented his... his, uh, his degrees from MIT and whatever else. Although well, he claims that the government went government went and like yeah. erased his actual So, okay, well, well let's just talk about this broadcast and then I'll go further into Bob sure, Lazar because sure. I have more. In this radio broadcast, he I guess Bob Lazar he was talking about all the stuff that he had done in Area 51. Yeah. That broadcast itself didn't really go that far, but it wasn't until 
some station in Japan or just the Japanese government, I don't know, picked it up. And that's when it started to get a lot of momentum huh. and a lot of people interested in UFOs. Because I guess he was talking about like some technology that they were doing. And I remember from what I looked up, he had mentioned something about the way that the alien spacecrafts worked. It wasn't so much going against gravity, but it was some form of technology that we couldn't do on Earth that mm -hmm. propelled the, the UFOs through space. Okay. So it, 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 it manipulated gravity in a way. So that's kind of 1985 is the, the point in time where Area 51 becomes of interest yeah. to the ufologists and conspiracy theorists for Area 51. Yeah, so I mean, like Area 51 is like the, the catch-all for so many conspiracies. It's like if you can conceive of the government trying to fuck you over in some way, then that is probably happening in Area 51. So a few of them I have noted down, the moon landing, people say that was faked there. That would be the place it would be, yeah. Yep. Uh, the weather-controlled experience. Weather-controlled, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, people think that aliens actually work there, yep. like alongside humans. Um, but also aliens, dead aliens have been autopsied there. Yeah, well, obviously you need alien doctors to explain what you're autopsying. Totally, yeah. Yeah, so they... It's like, that's, that's not a spleen. The other yeah, guy's like, you. what is a spleen? <laughs> yeah. It's like, if, if anything bad within the government is happening, it is housed in Area 51 or the Denver airport, I think. But the fact that this was a facility that was likely, if we, we are trusting the government, used for uh, uh, developing and testing spy plane technology, you could see why there could be unidentified flying objects whooshing out of that and whooshing back into that again so well yeah and not only whooshing but like we mentioned before again explosions and stuff like that yeah. happening there there was one thing and i'm pretty sure it, i think it was bob lazar that had talked about some sort of they, they were doing a test on some alien technology and it exploded and the way that the government justified it was saying that it was just a, it was another, you know, nuclear test. And when you have a place like that, that is publicly known as a nuclear test site, obviously people aren't going to want to get too close to it. Yeah. And if there's any loud noises, you can justify it as like, oh yeah, it's another bomb. We're doing it to and, make and, sure we stay a free nation, you know, a free and country. And also, as a location where you're known for doing nuclear tests, maybe you were doing nuclear tests. Yeah, exactly. They could very well be doing nuclear tests. One of the theories is, of course, the government is reverse engineering alien spacecrafts. Yes. They have recovered the debris from Roswell and other crash locations. They bring them back to Area 51. Scientists there reverse engineering them, trying to figure out how they fly. Um, then, you know, test pilots take them out, fly them around. They probably crash because I got to think, you know, the first time you fly an alien spacecraft. Probably not the best. No, nah, it's yeah. like, yeah, it's not super intuitive. I don't know if they have any of those like simulations yet for 
Well, now they probably do. Now, at the time. Now you like when, downloaded Alien Spacecraft Simulation in VR and played it at home. Yeah, but like at the time when computers were the size of a friggin' room. Yeah. And you needed to do actual math to figure stuff out. <laughs> actual math. Yeah. As opposed to that alternative math. Uh, and we got uh, uh, an interrogation center for captured aliens and uh, also autopsies of dead aliens taking place. Um Interrogation center is entertaining to me because I feel like I'm, I'm picturing like the, the 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 detective movie where he like goes in to interrogate the the criminal. He's not taking any more shit, <laughs> but it's an alien on the other side of the table, right? Like, where are you from? <laughs> Dummy puncher! <laughs> uh, you mentioned Majestic Twelve, I think. Yeah, so the Majestic 12 is a purported organization that appears in UFO conspiracy theories. Uh, the organization is claimed to be the code name of an alleged secret committee of scientists, military leaders, and government officials formed in 1947 by an executive order by U.S. President Harry S. Truman to facilitate recovery and investigation of alien spacecraft. So I think that kind of ties into... The Roswell. Yeah. Um, and that's when they kind of started. And so that was... The, the Majestic 12 kind of come up a lot um, when you look into alien stuff. And Area 51, I think, is is argued that it's like the, the meeting place or the, mm. the, the central point for, yeah. for those yeah. individuals. So they're the ones that are kind of, yeah, facilitate, had started facilitating all this stuff. Uh, it's apparently got like a 40-story underground bunker. One of the other, I, the, the thing with Area 51 is it's super secretive. And one of the ways that the, well, the only way that the employees actually get to work is on, um, what, uh, McCarran, McCarran, McLaren, I don't know, the air, airport. Yeah. 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 In Los, Las Vegas, they board these. They, get a, they ride a plane to work. Yeah. They call them the Janet Jets. And they're basically just a white plane with a red stripe. Yeah. They, you can see them if you're in the terminal. You can see. I remember these. seeing videos of that. Yeah, exactly. And they basically all of the employees get on at those planes. They take them over to Area 51, and that is their transportation to work. You can't just drive up as an employee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To Area 51 and be like, "Oh yeah, I'm Johnny, just checking in for work." Like, yeah. no, no, no. You, no, no, no. <laughs> you get flown yeah. into the base, and so things like that make it just so yeah totally i yeah, get it like, yeah it is so interesting that you don't put that much security into a place that you aren't hiding something so i yeah like but, but i find at the that same fascinating time, they they've also admitted what they were hiding what did they actually admit the spy planes no but that was like way back in the day what are they hiding now probably more advanced spy planes Okay, all right, yeah, fair enough. I, I can't argue that. I guess you're right. I mean, it's just, like, what else are they going to do yeah. there? There's this uh, theory called the mosaic theory, and basically you wonder how you can keep something so big a secret while certain people know just what they need to know and nothing else leaves, like, nothing yeah, leaves that yeah. base. And so, you know, if you were in charge of this one aspect of a project, that is all you know about. You know you're creating this one little thing. 
But you have and no idea. And that's it. You yeah. don't know what it's being applied to. You're just there to develop that. And so it's like the, yeah, the different tiles on a mosaic, they only know what color they need to be, uh, you know, to, to be a bigger part of a picture. Is this how they put microchips in the vaccine? So, yeah, people only know what they need to know. Yeah. And then the uh, we were talking about the employees. So there were a few lawsuits that have come out of Area 51 where employees that worked there had died from some random like carcinogen chemical like diseases that were unexplained and so the surviving like after a few of them died the surviving employees were like okay something's not right here like we don't want to die this way everyone else is dying this way so they actually went to court and tried to I guess get the medical records or the the background on to what was actually like what was causing these deaths like what was the chemicals that were causing these deaths and the government basically threw that out of court saying like no 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 because this is top secret you can't know what is kill you know what killed these yeah. other people and so they're thinking because of the the rationale of like um every, like nothing leaves area 51 um they're thinking that what they i guess every two weeks or every every week or so they have like a pit where they throw everything and they just burn it because they don't want part of that mosaic theory is that if you get enough of those tiles you can put together the picture of what is being created there so they don't want anything leaving the base because a foreign government could then put together the technology that they're doing. So any chemicals, any yeah. new technology, anything that is created there that they no longer want to keep, they burn. They pour a bunch of jet fuel on it and they just burn it. And so anyone that works there is now being subjected to all these fumes that are burning and they think that's what was killing. I don't know what it what's happening now, but just at uh, whatever whenever I was looking into this, there were a few people that had died from random causes uh, that were strange. And so they were thinking that that's what it was, was from these burnings that they would do every so often to get rid of any evidence. And when you look at it at a spy level, yes, you don't want your, you don't want to just throw shit in a shredder because somebody could spend a lot of time and put Tape that together. It all together. Yeah. But if you burn it, well, it's gone forever. So I, I get it from that level if this theory is true, that you burn anything, then it's gone forever. But if you're burning, you know, plastics and yeah. fuels and stuff, of course it's going to have a physical well, toll and, on people. Well, I mean, let's not forget that I think the, the government was maybe not, like, super careful with carcinogens for... A lot of decades. Yes, and that's true, because we're talking about basically from the, well, I guess the 40s onward. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. This could cause you cancer. Ah, whatever. What, what is cancer? Yeah, is we cancer? don't know. Yeah, I don't know why they're mind. from Brooklyn, but anyways. <laughs> um, so, yeah, there, there's a lot behind that. And, and that, I think, is what conspiracy theorists are turning to as evidence that there's got to be more to this base than what they're saying now on the other side you could also look at it as the government has this base now that people are focusing so much on why would you do anything there 
that's why you put it somewhere else. Yeah, I guess. And yeah. you let this base be your your big scapegoat, right. I guess, for everything. Yeah. So I'm just that's saying, a, that's a good just throwing that actually. out there. Yeah. Like, I don't think anything's really going. And maybe it we was. We need to find Area 52. Yeah, exactly. I feel like things maybe started in Area 51. But now it's got so much attention that they're like, fuck this. Like, let's just, we'll keep the crazies, like, going here. Yeah. But we're going to take our shit elsewhere where they're not looking. You know, there's obviously reason to think that there was more going on in Area 51 than we were told about. You yes. Know, whenever the government spoon feeds you a little bit of information from itself, you know that there's, like, a couple more spoonfuls that it just threw in the trash, right? Well, and just like Roswell, we know that the government is covering something up here. They've admitted yeah, to... Yeah, exactly. They've admitted to this space. Like, they at least at this point in time have admitted to, yes, Area 51 does exist. Yeah. And we know little tidbits of information, of factual information, according to the government. Ranch. Paradise Ranch. Yeah, okay, yeah. Paradise it's Ranch. It's yeah. good time. So we know certain things. We know it exists. We know very little about it. But if the government is acknowledging it, but not going further into detail, obviously something is there. There's things going on that they didn't tell us about. Yeah. U2 spy plane? Okay, cool. Um, project whatever it was called. Oxcart. Oxcart? Yeah. Cool. Probably other things there, too, because you haven't told us about those I mean, things. there's a lot of money they put into this place. Yeah. I feel like if they only invented two things there. Mm. Yeah. Well, I mean, on the other side, it's probably really hard to invent a spy plane. But, I mean, if you have alien technology and all you got to do oh, is you're reverse right. it. You're right. You're right. You're right. How you're hard right. is it to reverse technology something? I forgot about that. I mean, fact. I've never done it, but obviously can't be that hard. You're like it's already in existence. You're just reversing its Here's, existence. So, <laughs> I um, I have a book in my ebook library called like Beyond Area Fifty One, and I I was about to like massively start reading it tonight to try to like get caught up for this podcast. <laughs> you're um, you're a little late. Tom. I'm a little bit late. Yeah. Um, one of the things that guy brings up is that um, there are these connections between secret government sites. And uh, unidentified flying objects. Mm -hmm. And if we assume that there are alien crashes here, there's one of two reasons for that. One is that the government is trying to reverse engineer the technology and figure out how to like fly these crafts or build crafts with the same technology. The other option is that there are aliens who know that their crashed crafts and their dead brethren are being contained in these facilities and they're doing reconnaissance to figure out how to best mm. attack them. As you were talking about that, I just remembered what Bob Lazar's explanation of that gravity, anti-gravity right. thing was. So the way, yeah, the way he explained it was picture a bowling ball on your bed mm -hmm. and now you push on your bed, 
it's not one of those like memory foam type beds with the the individual spring coils. This was back in the, the day. Foam. Yeah, but like if you put a bowling ball in the middle of your bed of one of those spring coil beds, and then you pushed on your bed in a different area, and then the bowling ball would roll to that area. That was the way that the technology worked. So it wasn't like it was being propelled to that area. It was like it was being magnetized to that area in okay. some way. Oh, uh, they're breeding human-alien hybrids, which I guess is what you do when you have aliens and and humans. Um, yeah, I don't know. Okay, coming out of this, I don't know if we've actually like covered enough of Area 51 other than we know it exists because... The government has admitted to it's on the a existence. map. You can find it on Google Maps. Yeah, like it's not it's not a place that's that they can hide anymore. We haven't talked about weather manipulation. We have we have. Well, I feel like weather manipulation is another actual topic on its own. Yeah, um, but that is that is one that, of those things that's uh, supposedly attached to Area Fifty One. Well, they do testing, or in air quotes, they do testing of. Uh, what was it? Weather manipulation there? Yeah, that's what I was Yeah, weather-controlled experiments there. Um, like, I don't know how much deeper you want to go into it, because I feel like that... I got nothing deeper than what I just said. Okay, well, I did... I, I remember talking about it during an earlier recording. I don't know if it made the cut, because we talk for hours yeah. during these episodes, but we we do know that there are... Abilities to control weather. What that are no, out we there? Don't. Oh, yeah, we no, we do. No, yeah, I mean, to the level of what people are thinking, we don't know. But we do know that when there are clouds out there, the government can. Uh, well, not the even the government. government. Anyone can. Anyone. You know, charge. Really, be at home. Yeah, you at home. If you have the, if you buy the science kit that has, I want the science kit. <laughs> no, but if you have the the proper uh, technology, I guess, to add certain charges to clouds or do whatever the fuck they do, add certain chemicals to clouds, you can make it rain. We do know that there is. It's fact. You can Google that that they can control uh, weather to a certain extent. One thing I remember hearing, I don't know where I heard so, it. So, I gotta I gotta say, I don't entirely believe you. And I want to believe you, because what you're saying makes sense just in a technological way in the 21st century. Like, what you're saying, it should be possible to, like, beam a thing into the clouds and make it rain in fucking 2021. But I also... I don't know. I don't know. And this is uh, where these okay. conspiracy theories come from, I think. So, a, this is on Wikipedia. A weather modification, also known as weather control, is the act of intentionally manipulating or altering the weather. The most common form of weather modification is cloud seeding. Cloud seeding is a common technique to enhance precipitation. Cloud mm. seeding entails spraying small particles such as silver iodine into clouds to affect their development, usually with the goal of increasing precipitation. Cloud seeding only works to the extent that there is already water vapor present in the present in the air. Critics generally contend that that claimed success occur in conditions which were going to lead to rain anyways. Yeah. So I mean it's questionable. Um, but I, okay, so let's, let's do our, our analysis of Area 51. We kind of 
went over all the details of a little bit of where it came from, you know, a little bit of what has, is claimed to happen there. So in your opinion, like how much of that do you think is valid? Area 51 is an alien if I had development pick, zone. If I had to pick one Area 51 conspiracy to put my money behind, it would be Majestic 12. I okay. don't think Area 51 is housing aliens. I don't think they're reverse engineering UFO spacecrafts. I don't think that's happening. But might it be the 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 central point for like a big conspiracy of mind control, weather control? Probably not that either, but at least I feel like that's conceivable. So I think we, okay, we talked about Bob Lazar and we talked about his interview with the, the KLAS in 85 where mm. everything started. Now, you had mentioned a lot of his stuff was kind of bogus. Mm -hmm. Now, the I was listening to a podcast and they were talking about how a lot of his stuff kind of checks out. He did mention something about some sort of fuel source that they were using that wasn't known at the time. And then at a later date, this new fuel source was then released or some shit like that. Mm -hmm. So there are things like that that do check out. I'm sure a lot of his stuff also so is unleaded kind of like... fuel came from aliens? Yeah, exactly. And even after the interview, like he still, he, to this day, he regrets doing that. Um, I did hear that in an interview, but he does in, in a court um, where he was, um, what's it, under oath, he did not change his story. So the fact that somebody who's saying they're from that area and then some of their stuff does check out, I feel like there are things from Area 51 and from its origin days that are like fairly legit and especially now that we know aliens exist because Trump has created Space Force, <laughs> I feel like... Um, I, I do feel like I, I wish I had listened to some of these Bob Lazar interviews to be able to respond to them. Because it's, I mean, it's, it's one thing to respond to someone's claims. It's a different thing to respond to someone making those claims. Right, like mm -hmm. you can hear the conviction in his voice. Yeah, you can also hear like you know that's fucking stupid. So, I guess okay. I think my 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 final I guess verdict on Area Fifty One, as of right now, this is one of those conspiracies where it's harmless enough for me to be like, you know what. I think aliens do exist, and I think we we have benefited from alien technology. I, I, I think aliens exist. I don't think they've been here. I don't think we've benefited from alien technology. But at the same time, I think the one thing that we've learned about the American government is that whenever they tell us what they're doing, there's more to it than that. And I, I think this is one of those places we'll never know. We'll never fully know. Moral of the story is Area 51 is super interesting. We still don't really know anything about it. Except that it's a fact that aliens were autopsied there. Yeah. Well, it's a fact that aliens exist. I don't know if they're autopsied there. Totally they were autopsied there. Were they? Yeah. All right. I mean, I'll go with that. 
I, I, there's no reason to refute that. Evidence. Exactly. Yeah. So, I think that was a deep enough dive into. Area oh man, I got nowhere else to dive. I think. Uh, hey guys, thanks for listening. I think we're done. That was uh, an interesting episode. Yeah. I'm. Glad I'm not gonna lie. It. I, uh, I may have gotten more than half cut before this episode started. <laughs> I'm feeling pretty <laughs> liquored right now, and I was feeling pretty liquored when it started. Um, but do uh, thank you for listening. This is my moment to say, hey, if you like what we're doing, you can support us at Patreon. We have a Patreon there called uh, Blah 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 Media. Patreon.com slash Blah 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 Media. That's B-L-A-H, B-L-A-H, B-L-A-H Media. We also have a Facebook account at Half Cut Conspiracies and an Instagram. And we are currently looking to start up a... Whatever that other one is. TikTok. TikTok. That's yeah. the one. That, all that. We want to go viral. Yeah. We're just seeing how many people. It, you know what? It is interesting at how many people we've actually reached so far. Yeah. I did not think we would get this many. So uh, we totally appreciate all of you who are listening. And uh, thank you so much for doing so. And uh, yeah, we're just kind of branching ourselves everywhere else. So we have a TikTok. We've got our Facebook, our Instagram, we got Twitter out there, so search us, Half Cut Conspiracies. And uh, if you have any anything you want to email us, uh, we are at halfcutconspiracies at gmail.com. As my grandpappy used to say, don't eat a cheese stick if you can't afford a cheese stick. Grandpappy is a smart, smart man. <laughs> That's been Todd Sullivan. That's been Carlos Thanks for listening. Until next time. Cheers. <laughs>